You're listening to another episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays, the Small Business Saturdays podcast, with your host and my husband, and my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. When we're stressed, when we're overwhelmed, when we're tired, our conscious brain gets prioritized a little bit lower than our conscious brain because of the fact that it's linear. And, you know, we talk about multitasking and, and ultimately we can't multi if you you think that you're somebody that's good at multitasking and i've i've felt that i can multitask but really what i'm good at is task switching it's giving as much energy from one task to the next by switching them quickly when you're dealing with your conscious brain but your subconscious brain it can actually multitask it can keep us breathing it can keep us moving it can be be looking for the dangers out there in the world and doing all of that stuff but it's based on emotion, it's based on chemicals, and it's what drives that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, right? We've all heard of it probably more so as fight or flight, but there's two other things that happen, freeze or fawn. Fawn just meaning kind of looking to somebody else to do something, kind of staying behind, hiding behind something, that kind of thing. Whereas freeze is you actually just freeze. It's you know, the ostrich way, you bury your head in the sand and you just freeze and you take no action and just hope that it doesn't see you kind of playing dead, so to speak. And then obviously um, your flight. And I think we're more familiar with those, but flight obviously run away from the danger, run away from the, the emotion we don't like. And then fight is to fight, right? Is to head towards it, try to fight it. Anger shows up in that moment. Um, uh, your your defenses go up, right? Your um, justification starts happening. You know, you lose that ability to take 100% responsibility for yourself, right? So when we're stressed, overwhelmed, or tired, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn is going to happen more because our subconscious goes, oh, we're not in peak place to deal with this, right? We can't let our conscious brain handle this because it doesn't have the ability to take on all those things at one time. So therefore our subconscious brain takes priority, right? I, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but I heard, heard for a lot of my life, especially when I was younger growing up and, and in school and stuff is that we only use 5% of our potential brain power. But the reality is that's not actually true. We use a hundred percent of our brain power it's just that our conscious brain is only functioning on about 5% of it. Our, our subconscious brain takes up the rest of it. So when you say we only use 5% of our brain power, we, for most of us, we're only in control of 5% of our brain power, right? And so that subconscious takes priority. And not only does it work on emotions and, and the chemical reactions and dopamines and all these types of things, it also functions based on our habits or our addictions, as we talked about before, right? So our subconscious mind can a lot of times be that inner voice that we hear or even our gut instinct, right? And so I talk a lot about, you know, partnering with the inner voice. I, I'm, 
I'm talking more about that, I guess, is what I really should say. And I'm thinking more about that. How can I partner with that inner voice as opposed to the, the beating myself up for a mistake or for something that didn't go well and then trusting our gut, you know? How many times have you, because I know I've done this quite a bit, have you had a situation where you're, you look back on something and go, yep, my gut was telling me that I didn't, I didn't follow it, right? Because everyone, because what's happened to us is every once in a while, we thought we were trusting our gut and maybe we did a little bit, but maybe we didn't understand it completely and then it didn't work out and now we don't trust ourselves, right? How many times have we not done what we said we're going to do and then we feel bad about it? Right. And when we feel bad about it, then we continue to lack that trust that we have in ourselves. Right? So so that's the kind of the brain science. And again, I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm not a brain scientist. So I, I'm just sharing what I'm I've been learning. And, you know, so you can go deeper into these things. But what I've come to understand is this is why willpower doesn't work It is if we just willpower it, all of these things are going to get in our way because when we willpower it, we become more stressed, we become more overwhelmed and we're working so hard, we become more tired, right? So, and then all of a sudden now our fight, flight, freeze or fawn shows up and, and it just, it's, it doesn't work anymore, right? And so it's this counterintuitive mentality that we have to find and we have to say, wait a second, I don't want to willpower it. I want to actually create it so I can believe it, so I can make it a habit, right? So I can be addicted to doing good things and, and achieving my goals and sharing my purpose, right? And then there's the ultimate thing. It's that purpose, right? We have to tie it to our purpose, but we also have to clearly understand what the purpose is and kind of see the vision, right? So um, our our reasons have to be bigger than your excuses that your subconscious will find for not doing it, right? So our excuses don't come out of our conscious brain. They just get filtered through our conscious brain into language if we don't stop, right? If we don't stop and think about it, if we don't have the energy, the willpower, we're, we're tired, we're stressed, we're overwhelmed, then the excuses start showing up, right? So we have to, again, tie these things to our purpose, to our why, to our mission, to our reason before we can really start to make the changes that are necessary to achieve our goal, right? So with this, again, instead of just what's what how am i looking to describe this basically we have to believe it before we'll see it all right and and we've uh, i've talked about this before on small business saturdays i've talked about this before in other places but you know i know for a lot of years uh, and and i know a lot of people still basically feel like oh I'll, well i'll believe it when i see it yeah that, that sounds too good to be true right I, I can just believe it and then achieve it but that is the truth is that you have to believe it in here into deep down, right? If you're listening to the podcast version, I'm pointing at my chest, my soul, my heart. I have to believe it at that level in at the subconscious level. It has to be believable 
before I'll see it. Right. And what some people have kind of gone to saying, and this has become a very popular uh, phrase in the uh, just grind harder world, right? The, the 10x work harder, just do more. Um, they talk about just fake it till you make it, right? But that doesn't work either because, again, you're not getting, you, you, you can't fake out your subconscious. It's part of you. It's internal. It knows what's going on. It's the emotions that you drive on. So there's no way to just fake out your subconscious, right? What When you try to fake it until you make it, your subconscious is going to go, well, you're just a fraud, right? And and then you don't have the belief in yourself. And then you don't get out of your comfort zone because that's going to expose you as a fraud, right? You have to find a way to believe it deep down in your soul. And the only way to create self-belief at that subconscious level is by surviving a risk, by taking a risk, right? So it's not faking it. It's saying, can I build up little bits of belief in myself until I get to that point where I fully believe until I achieve it, right? So like I said, for me, I've found this process through the work with success principles, through the work that learning from these books and all this other stuff. And, um, it's actually eight steps that I found that allows us to clear these hurdles. And so I'm going to give you these eight steps um, and, you know, some, some ability, but what I can do in, in this short amount of time here is really just share the steps. Now I do have a way that you can actually get guidance and support. And I'm going to share that at the end, how, how you can do that. But there is an eight step program and I've actually put together a workbook for that. Um, and, and so let's just go through these steps. So the first step is you need to clarify your reason, right? We talked about purpose and, and, and that type of thing, your mission, whatever it is for you, but you have to get some clarity on that, right? And to do that, there, there's a way, most of you guys have probably gotten my free finding your why guide, but I, I can, if you want that, just reach out to me. Um, but your clarity of purpose is, is really important, right? To go, what, what is my purpose? Right? And, and to kind of narrow that down to something that you can just, I, I've gotten mine to a point where it's very simple. It's, it's something that I, I remember off the top of my head. And so it's really easy for me to just draw back to it and then make my decisions based on that, right? So I want to provide actionable resources that empowers business owners to achieve their idea of success. That, that's my purpose, right? I believe that is, you know, if I turn it into language, that's what I was put on this earth to do. And so to provide these actual resources, right? I, then I make things like this workbook and, and things like that. And so clarifying that reason is, is the first place because once we have that, then we can make sure that the goal that we're setting is actually in alignment with that purpose. Right. So that's the first part, right? We, we need to identify that. And, and here's the other part about our purpose. Um, some people call, call it flow, right? When you're actually working towards your purpose, you're in flow, right? You, it, it just, it, it happens because you lose all track of time of what you're doing and, and you're not going to be in flow all the time. There are going to be other things that you quote unquote have to do 
to be able to live that purpose. But if you change that and you have a strong enough purpose, you can also change your belief system to say, well, I don't have to do that, right? I don't have to do the accounting. I get to learn that to be able to better support my purpose, right? So that's, that's part number one is to clarify your reason, really get clear on that and then really understand how, how your goal might fit into that. So the second part of that, this is to go a little bit deeper. I think for a lot of us, we say, okay, that's what our purpose, right? I've gotten mine to that point where I can kind of recite it, but why? And, and I think this is where I struggled for many, many years of my life is I wasn't willing to go deep into these things, right? It, it's the yucky part. It's the feelings. It's the emotions. It's getting a little bit deeper as to why that's my reason, right? And then questioning that and continuing to question that. And so the second part is to get so much depth and clarity on what that reason is that you feel emotionally connected to it. And then once you are at that level where you're emotionally connected to it, what really completes this part is that then you have an affirmation for that. It's, it, it's your reason affirmation. It's I'm so happy and grateful that I'm providing actionable resources that is empowering the business owners that I love and they're achieving their idea of success, right? That, that's my reason affirmation. So what's your reason affirmation? Um, and so that's part number two. Part number three is we have to become a goal getter, right? And becoming a goal getter means that we have to set a goal that is a goal that's driving us towards our purpose. And, and that goal um, has got to be our goal. It, it's not what somebody else thinks, right? So when you're out there and somebody's saying that you should be making $100,000 a year and that doesn't really matter to you and you set that as your goal, I would guess that unless, you know, that nine times out of 10, you're not going to actually achieve that because it's just what you think somebody else wants for you. You have to have desires and wants, right? Society's told us that that's greedy, that's selfish, that's but that's not the case, right? If you're really going after what your true desires and wants are, not what the external society tells you they are, when you're going after your true desires and wants, then you're actually um, not greedy. In fact, you're, you're less greedy. You're, you're more in tuned because then you're going to be sharing your gifts with the world. And I truly believe that we're all put on this earth to share what our special gifts are. And when we're doing that, then we're in flow, then we're in purpose and all that other stuff. And, and we're helping our fellow man. We're helping our fellow living beings, right? And so this all ties back into business because that's all part of it, right? The, the business that you're doing is part of that. And, and if you can't tie it back to that, it will be a struggle. It will be really hard for me to help you at, ultimately, right? So <laughs> that's why I'm trying to create actionable things that you can do. So becoming a goal getter. So it's really kind of finding that goal that's important right, for you and, and then summarizing it down. And I've talked about this before on, on, in goal setting here on Small Business Saturday, but ultimately, you know, um, maybe go look up smart goals. That's a one way to kind of break it down but I just like to simplify it. If you get it to how much and by when, then you've got a goal that you could go after. 
So that's part three. And you're going, wow, Aaron, setting goals and and you've set your goal and you're only at part three. There's five more parts. Yep. <laughs> right. This is the part where we have to get over. Right. Most people get to that stage and then it's all willpower. And as we talked about, I don't think that works. Right. I think you can get some of the way there, but to really kind of get there and, and it be an enjoyable experience, willpower is just not going to work. Hey everyone, Aaron here real quick. Sorry for the brief interruption. If you are getting anything out of Small Business Saturdays, please head over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash SBS. We're going to send you some free resources and give you some more information about our success group and how we might be able to help your company even more. Thanks for tuning in. Now back to the podcast. Part four here is I call it clarity equals attraction, right? So we've set that goal, but once we've set that goal, now we have to make it something that our subconscious can latch onto, right? Our subconscious doesn't understand language. That's, that's a, a function of our executive function. It's a function of our subconscious or our, excuse me, our conscious brain. And so our subconscious doesn't deal in language. It's the, I've, I've probably told this before, but Hey, you know, we're, we're going to recap. It's why when I say the word Thanksgiving, what you see is not the word Thanksgiving in black and white. What you see are all the emotions, all of the visuals, the, what you hear, what you smell, what you can touch, right? All, all of the feeling things. Um, that's what's associated. That's what you, is stored in your brain. And so with this goal, we have to get that clarity, right? When I achieve this goal, what are the things that I'm going to see visually? What are the things that I'm going to hear? What things could I possibly be smelling? And what things could I be touching? Both tactile and feelings, you know, what am I feeling and, and that kind of thing. So getting that down and, and humans love stories right? It's why we watch TV. It's why movies suck us in. It's why we read books and, and things like that. We love stories. So I want you to turn this into a story. What is the story of you achieving this goal, right? Write that out and, and get it down to something that you can reference back to. So that's part four, getting that clarity, which will equal attraction. And, and we'll talk about that why in just a second. Okay. Now, the fifth part is setting up your milestones. And we set up milestones because a lot of times, again, we set a goal and I want you to set a big goal. And I said, we have to be able to believe that deep in our soul, to believe that we can believe it before you'll achieve it, right? But a lot of times those big goals, they feel a little bit too big, right? And, and that's okay. We, we want that to feel a little bit too big. So the way that we overcome that is we set some milestones along the way that will allow us to have that belief that we're on track, right? So I always start out with, what's the first thing that you could do, right? And, and so let's say, again, and your goal is going to be your goal. So I'm just using this one for, for ease here. But let's say your goal is to add 100 new customers this year. And so if your goal is to add 100 new customers a year, what's the first thing you can do? Well, maybe the most simple first thing that you can do 
is call, is reach out, call, email, whatever it is for you, whatever you can do, call that lead, right? Reach out to that lead. And that, that's the first step. So that, that's a milestone that you can achieve. And so, oh, well, I believe that I can do that, right? Okay. And then, you know, maybe it's getting new leads. Maybe you've got to get some more new leads to be able to get a hundred new customers, right? And so what can you do there? Okay, well, maybe I can improve my social media presence and I can, um, and then from there, I can make sure that I'm engaging on social media at least once a week. Right, something like that, right? So just building those little pieces in there, but doing it in, in the same way that you would set a goal. Okay, how much and by when? And so if it's contact a lead, I'm gonna contact one lead by the end of the week, right? I'm going to improve my social media presence and and, and pick out what that, how much is. I'm going to improve my social media presence. Okay, what does that mean? I'm going to update my Facebook page and I'm going to um, add a, a, a post by the end of the month or by the end of the week, right? And, and so we're setting up those milestones. You don't have to know every single step, but you do need to set some steps out there along the way so you can make some moves towards it. And so I normally start with about 5, 10, 15 Actually, thirteen um, is my lucky number, so <laughs> I start with thirteen. I, I set thirteen steps out there that I can envision, and then I do those things. I try to do those things, but maybe let's say I'm halfway through, and I, I'm I'm like, gosh, I need to readjust here. That's okay. You can come back and change these milestones. the The, the goal is is out there, and it can move a little bit, but really, the goal stays out there, and then you can change these milestones. Right. You can move them around and say, oh, well, that's a little bit off track. Well, let's let's move that a little bit. Right. Oh, I need. Oh, gosh, I'm not quite getting there yet. I need to do a little bit more. Right? And and we can make those adjustments. So that's part five is setting those milestones. Part six, I started talking about it there, but it's the review and adjust. Right. And so what I want to do when I'm setting a goal is I want to make sure that not only am I setting that goal and then I'm putting those milestones out there, but I'm also setting very specific times when I'm going to go back and review. And when I go back and review, it's important to understand what the metric is, meaning what can I measure and, and not as a way to say you're failing, but as a way to say, how do I need to adjust? Do I need to do more? or do I need to change or whatever? And so that's part six is we need to actually set up those things before, put them on the calendar at three months out, at six months out, at nine months out, if you're trying to achieve a yearly goal, right? And then also not only have those metrics, what, what things you're going to be measuring, but also have some deeper questions, right? So I talked about how a lot of times we, we kind of are surface level with our why, and so we need to go deeper in that. We also need to go deeper into, okay, I reviewed the metric and it looks like this, but you also need to include some questions that'll get you a little bit deeper than just this worked or this didn't work, right? You need to say, why did this work? Why didn't this work, right? And so, you know, I've come up with a, a list of questions that work for me and I can share those with you guys. I, I share those with the people that are part of the success action plan that I'm talking about here. All right, so that's part six. Part seven 
is we need to set up some daily habits, right? We need to start creating some daily habits. And, and, you know, a lot of people at this point are really excited to just kind of dive in. But if you go get to this point and you're like, I'm just going to dive in, now we're leaning back on just sheer willpower. We have to actually create a habit or several habits that we can do daily. And, and we need to make these things that we can commit to 100%. So let's say just for, again, for ease of explaining here, I say my goal is to lose 100 pounds, lose 50 pounds, lose 20 pounds, whatever it is, right? My goal, I think, is to lose about 30 pounds. <laughs> so we'll say that. And and then I go, oh, that's my goal. Cool. Well, today I'm going to go run and I'm going to do all this. And But can I sustain that every day? Probably not. Right. So what I need to say is, okay, I'm going to commit to this action every day. I'm going to commit to just stretching five minutes a day. I'm going to start there. Let me see if I can build that habit. Right. And then maybe the other habit I'm going to do is, is adding, you know, a little bit healthier eating or whatever. Right. So I'm going to cut out sugar or, you know, if you're a sugar addict like me, that's tough. Right. So maybe it's not cut out sugar. Maybe it's, I'm not going to put sugar in my coffee. Right. And, and instead I'm going to use honey or, or some natural sweetener. That's not bleached white sugar. <laughs> Right? And, and, or maybe you get rid of soda, right? And so, so that, that's kind of on that personal, same thing with your business. What's one habit you can do a day. If we go to the, I need a hundred more customers, that one habit could be, I contact one customer every day. And we have to be able to commit to that, to that 100%. So you, you create the habits, but then the other part is, remember, we talked about that belief. You have to believe it before you'll achieve it. The other part of this is we have to then have affirmations for those habits, right? So I'm so happy and grateful that I'm contacting one customer a day. I'm so happy and grateful. And, and maybe that's one of the habits that you create is every day you read those affirmations. Because again, our conscious doesn't deal in language. So when you're saying those things out loud, I'm so happy and grateful your, those emotions, even if they're not really deep at first, those emotions start showing up. Your subconscious starts holding on to those emotions. I'm so happy and grateful. If you were to just say that to yourself multiple times a day, and then like record, just set yourself up a hidden camera, right? <laughs> Here's a quick experiment that you could do to prove this. Set yourself up a quick hidden camera or have, have a, a friend or somebody just kind of record you in your, your current state, right? Do you complain a lot? Are you kind of a little bit grouchy? And you, you want to get out of that, right? So have them re secretly record you doing that. And then spend a month every day saying, just saying, I'm so happy and grateful. I'm so happy and grateful. Look, look, yourself, look at, at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm so happy and grateful. And, and do that for like a minute at the beginning of the day and the end of the day and do that for a month. And then ask that same person that recorded you at the beginning, right? Ask them to say, you know, 30 days from now uh, at the end of the month or whatever, I want you to do it again. I want you to record me again. And you will be amazed at the difference in your personality, in the way that you carry yourself.
right? J just from that little bit. So if we can say, I'm so happy and grateful for this, and that all still starts building up. So that's part seven. We have to have those daily habits. And then the last part here, part eight, is to celebrate and persevere, right? Because here's the great news about all of this. The only way that you can fail is by giving up, right? And so just by setting your goal, you've actually already achieved it. You just have to get there. And if you can persevere through celebration, right? So um, what, are, what are some of the accomplishments that you're going to celebrate? And what are the, the things that maybe you've already done? What can stand out for you, right? And then also, if we're talking about persevering, right? Some of the people that we would look at that are very perseverant are people that have dealt with a lot, right? That have gone through a lot in their lives. And wow, they've really persevered. Yeah, because they've learned from the things that they've gone through, right? Those are the people that we see are the people that have learned. So they've taken those opportunities, those challenges, and they said, what can I learn from this? How can I do it differently? And then thinking about just celebrating, celebrating those successes. When, when I added celebrating into my routine, was a massive step, right? I, I always felt like because I wasn't at my goal, there was nothing to celebrate. What are you doing? You're not even there yet. Well, guess what? That's where I was holding myself back. I wasn't saying, well, look, I've made this step. That's worth celebrating because again, our subconscious is emotion and feelings and things like that. And it likes to have those celebratory. It's, it's looking for that. It's going to try to generate more of that. So your subconscious starts going, oh, well, if we actually do something that's moving us closer to this goal, we get that hit of dopamine. We get to celebrate that. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's do some other things. Right. And, and your subconscious goes to work for you and it allows your conscious brain to then be looking ahead. So that's part eight, celebrate and persevere. And then, you know, we're, we've got a few other things here in the, in the workbook that'll help you kind of put that together. So there we go. Um, thank you guys for, for checking in here. And Jerry says, what's the difference between setting goals? Um, and I'm guessing that's, and setting routines that lead to accomplishing things. Uh, okay. That, that's a really good question, Jerry. So let, let me answer that first by, well, no, I'm just going to answer it straight up because I, I don't, they are two different things. There is a difference. Um, so setting routines are, are just those steps. Setting a goal is a very specific thing that I'm going to get to, right? So, so goal setting is really a, a cyclical process. You want to set a goal. And in fact, when I'm talking to folks about kind of setting their big goal, the thing that like, um, so in the Canfield world, they call it the breakthrough goal, but, but I, I didn't really kind of align with that. It didn't really seem right to me because it's like, well, what happens when I get there? Right. So I actually call it a turning point goal. Um, I, I, I look at it as kind of like, okay, I've, I've kind of reached the, the reached a point that I want to get to, and now it becomes smoother sailing, right? You've reached that turning point. You've gotten out of the, the major challenges and you've figured it out. Um, so that, that to me is the difference. So, so setting routines is just those daily habits, right? And you, ha you can't, you can't achieve your goals without setting routines, but then 
setting routines is also a, a very important part of this process because you also have to give yourself space and grace, right? I, I mentioned saying, okay, well, I said it wanted to set a goal of losing weight and I'm going to go out and I'm going to run a whole bunch and do a bunch of working out and, you know, hit it really hard. And that's what I've always done for most of my life is I hit it really hard at first. And this is, this is why new year's resolutions don't really work for people is they get out there, you know, you've, they, everybody goes and gets a gym membership. They go super hard. The gym's packed in January and February. And then by about middle of February, people drop off because they, they can't do it. They, they set up this routine that's just not sustainable. And then as soon as they break it once, they're done, right? Where what we want to do is I set up my routines to be kind of a checklist, right? Where it's celebratory if I do it, but if I don't get to it, I don't go, ah, oh, God, I should just stop, right? It's, it's not a failure if I don't get to the routine, but it's celebratory if I do. And, and, and that's a real important um, thing when setting routines now. And again, goals are the same thing where we want to celebrate when we get there, those milestones. But if we don't get there, that's just another learning opportunity because we only fail once we stop. Right. And, and there's a, a real clear, one of the other things that's really important to understand in all this is that when we quit something, right it is not necessarily a bad thing. It's when you quit trying to achieve something greater is when you fail. When you stop doing something, like maybe you have to close down your business, right? I, I talk about business planning being so important because it actually also helps us understand when it's time to pivot or change or do something else or say, okay, this isn't working. I need to switch things up, right? That's not failure. And, and so we, but we've associated quit with failure. So stopping doing something or changing the way we doing something is not failure. So when we talk about the only way to fail is to quit, it's actually the only way to fail is to stop trying, right? Is to stop working on improving, to stop growing, right? And I don't care how old you are, you can always improve. There was a gentleman and I'm not going to get his name right right now. And I will find it if anybody wants, but he, he called it his anti shuffleboard um, <laughs> project. He wrote a book at 80 years old and it was considered a, a really great book. And um, that the, and he talked about it, right. That he, he was 80 years old and he wanted to just continue to grow and do more. And, and, and so I think that's really the ultimate goal for me is, you know, what, what retirement means to me is just not <laughs> working as hard, right? It is getting to that turning point and then it being a little more smooth sailing, but I always want to be growing. I always want to be, you know, doing a little bit more. So I know I went way, way far away there, Jerry, on what your actual question was. What's the difference between setting goals and setting routines? I think a goal is a very specific like point that we're getting to how much and by when, whereas routines are the actions that are going to help us get there. And setting a routine is more like a checklist. Like I'm going to try to do this every day. Right. So, I'm gonna, so you have to really have both honestly, Jerry, in, in my opinion. So, all right. Uh, Kylie, part four was really powerful for me. Once I finished my story, really, really felt really me love all this. So important. Thank you, Kylie. Um, so I, I mentioned that, you know, you can sign up for support guidance and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, 
If you are a Masters of Success member, you should already know this, but you actually get to be part of the success action plan for free. Um, if you're an OSG member uh, in the private members group, I posted in there how you can get 75% off of this program. And then um, if you're neither of those things and you would like to check out the success action plan, um, just use the coupon code. So you go to osg.link forward slash SAP. And I may actually pull this up on the um, on, on screen while I'm talking. We'll see how that goes. Not always the best idea, but hey, um, try and try and. So if you go to osg.link forward slash SAP, and if you're an OSG member, again, in the private members group, there's a coupon code that you can use to get 75% off. If you're not uh, an OSG or Masters of Success member, um, there's this is a coupon code SBS to get you 30% off. And so let me put that up on screen here and show you. Okay, so let me make sure that I add it to the screen. Okay, so that, that's osg.link forward slash SAP. And you can read more about it here, kind of the, the breakdown a little bit. And, um, and then if you click on the, the reddish pink button here and you go down once you, uh, once it opens up here, and this is going to be something that's done on, on volley. And, uh, before you put in your credit card information, scroll down to the bottom and add that promo code SBS, hit apply. And there you go. So that's 30% off for you. Hi, I'm Kyleen, and you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. All right. So again, um, if you want to go through that. So what happens is that eight steps that we just went through. We're going to work together on it and um, you're going to get the actual workbook. That's the only way to get the workbook is to go, go through that, but you're going to get the workbook and then you're going to do the work and I'm going to be there to guide you and you're going to share with me. And then I'm going to give you my thoughts, my perspective, my take and, and really help you refine that down. Right. There might be times where I say, okay, that's awesome. Can you go deeper? Right. There might be times to say, well, what about this? Right. Are, are you maybe thinking about somebody else's goal? Right. Or, you know, okay, you're stuck. I can't figure out the milestones. I can't come up with 13 things that I want to do. Okay. Well, what about this? Would this get you closer to your goal? Right. And we have that back and forth and we're going to do it on, on a program called volley. So it's asynchronous. So it's in your time. I, one of the things I've discovered is it's when, when we set things up, right. Getting everybody's calendar together is nearly impossible. In fact, I'd say it's impossible. It's when we do things and it's a Zoom call, you know, there's 50 members and we get 10 people there, right? So this is something where it, whenever you are ready, you do it, right? And you take the action and I will encourage you to take more action and we'll, we'll keep it moving forward in the right direction in being able to do this together. So again, osg.link forward slash SAP. And uh, that's, that's how it'll work. So you're gonna have guidance, you're gonna have support, you're gonna have a workbook. And uh, I'm, I've, I'm already doing it. Uh, Kylie mentioned she's part of Masters of Success. Sandy has gotten started. Um, Allison um, has gotten started. Um, 
Andy has gotten started. So I'm, I'm working with, and then I'm working with some other folks on this uh, as we speak. It's really been exciting and it's really been cool to watch them grow. All right, guys. Well, that's what I've got for you here today. I appreciate you guys spending some time with me here. Let me know if you guys need anything else. Without further ado, though, I'm going to let you guys get back to the rest of your weekend and I will talk to you all again next week. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.